is a very nice podcast. Welcome, everyone. Bruchim Habayim. Which means welcome in Hebrew. Back. Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast. I'm Yoni. And I'm Manny. And as you can probably tell by the mic quality, which is crispy as always, except for mm. the past two episodes, we are back in the studio, folks. Um, we are back in Denver, Colorado. We are back from our trip in Israel. Um, our episodes are once again recorded, so you can see our beautiful faces if you miss them for a while. Um, so, I mean, geez, man. So much to unpack. So much... Our lives, our lives have been changed. I would agree. Yoni has a 2.0 version of himself now. <laughs> Shout out to Mitch, aka Yoni 2.0. Uh, we've we've learned more. I've learned more about my ancestral homeland. I feel like Yoni was pretty well versed in that. I was. Um, <laughs> learned more about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which is a lot more dense and confusing than you think, viewer. Yeah, no, I think that was one of the biggest things about like, uh, just about that whole topic and. Obviously, before we left for Israel, there was like a big uproar on social media. Now it's cooled down because obviously people stop caring once it's off social media. But being there, it's really impactful. And like we were a Jewish trip, but like we met with like several Palestinians and it was very cool. Like it was funny how one person said like people in America like patronize them. And I thought that's very true. You know, like they don't know their problems. You know, they know their problems. Yeah, it's very true. So it was Um, cool. It was really cool listening to people, you know. Like, I've never done that on any of my family trips, you know? Like, I've been in the West Bank before, like, driving to somewhere or whatever, but it was cool, like, going to places that, like, the Gaza border, that yeah, was sick. We were, it's just so interesting, because we met with, like, people think there's two sides in Israel. There's pro-Palestinian and pro-Israel, but there is a large, large, large spectrum. We met with Jews who don't believe in the state of Israel. We met with Jews who believe in a two-state solution, Jews who believe in just Israel, we met with Palestinians who believe in peace, Palestinians who believe that they should have all of it. Um, yeah, it's pretty dense. Only thing I'll add is this is a fact. Hamas doesn't believe that Israel should exist, and it's in their thing to destroy every, basically, Israeli ever. So, before you support Hamas, don't. Yeah, love that. Or Hezbollah. If you see yellow, it's Hezbollah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yellow is the Manny. official color. <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, look up Hezbollah. They're another. They're like Hamas, but in Lebanon. They've got great colors. That that's, the yellow's their that's their team colors. <laughs> um, but oh my god, yeah. So um, if you guys listen to our past two episodes, we did. Uh, we have not uploaded an episode in approximately two weeks. Um, <laughs> that's the longest absence I think since the creation. I think yeah, we hadn't missed an upload, and well before and like the first half of our episodes, we just kind of posted randomly. So and then I don't think we missed an upload till spring break. Yeah, like once we started doing our Sunday schedule, we had missed an upload. So even on spring break, we pre-recorded one. Mm. So we bought the portable mics. We had some dope-ass guests on. Um, We did not have... uh, It was funny. So our first episode was called like... Our first episode in Israel was called like uh, Getting Stabbed by Your Russian Ex-Girlfriend is Really Bad. It was a pun, if you didn't realize that. It was a good pun. Very long title, but... Um, we were and that title was referenced to our medic slash security card, uh, Daniel or Danny, and we wanted to have him on, but past two weeks, it was just a very busy trip. It was hard to get in a podcast. So we apologize for not uploading. I just want to say that, you know, it's, it's been on my conscious ever since, but you know, we, you know, it was also like our trip to enjoy Israel. So now we can unpack it now while we're back. Like 
I think, dear viewer who listens to every one of our podcasts, because we know you're out there. We love you. I think that you shouldn't see the two weeks of no uploading as a downside. You should see it as an upside, because now we have enough content to last a lifetime. <laughs> it is true. And, um, I mean, we can just talk about fucking Danny. I don't know how much we went into it on our first episode in Israel, but our medic slash security guard, I will say... He wanted, He said, like, if he were to be on, because I asked him, we'd ended up not. He wanted to be anonymous. But I think we've already said his name. I think we should just tell the stuff he already has told us because we can't verify if it's all true. But I think at least some of it has to be. Oh, definitely. And before we go into more detail, I just want to say, Danielle became very attached to our group. He made a Snapchat right before we he left. Did. The only people he has added is us. Posting some very interesting so, stuff on his so, story. So, interesting enough. So, yeah, like, we're the only people he has added on Snapchat. So, his story is basically just snaps to all of us. And I screenshotted all the all the stories. So, I'm going to put them up on the on the uh, the YouTube episode. So, check out the YouTube oh because it's so funny. Basically, this, this guy is like, I'm drinking all my sadness away <laughs> now that I'm gone from them. He's like, wake me up when September ends, which is a reference <laughs> to, like, the Green Day song. And um, he's like, never mind. I'm crying too much. Like, I'm crying too much. I can't sleep. And then he's like drowning my sorrows away. And he's got like a picture with like four bottles of alcohol. I swept up and I go, no. And he goes, why not? Yeah. And then, that's another thing. Uh, just a bit of just a synopsis of Danny on the trip. Uh, he was a chain smoking alcoholic Russian. Let's just, I think that's a good The thing. chain smoking alcoholic And he takes, he took pride in it, which is like. In, in Russia, I'm pretty sure, like, alcoholism is not a word because, like, every Russian just drinks a shit ton of alcohol. Like, it's, like, a common thing. Like, when I was talking to people, like, my parents about, like, like our, our medics are drunk, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure he drinks on the job. <laughs> He's like, And I was like, he's Russian. They're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, but I uh, <laughs> fucking love that guy. And now that we're not on the trip, I can say this freely. He did give me some of his rum that he had in his room. <laughs> And That's just saying, just for FYI, for legal purposes, um, the legal drinking age in Israel is 18, and me and Manny are both 18, so no legal repercussions. Right, any <laughs> talk of drinking was done responsibly and legally. Uh, with Danny, the alcoholic Russian for me, in one instance. But um, yeah, but it was funny, like our trip didn't allow it, so um, they were just being really anal and stuff. So but we had we to be like, a little uh, sneaky sneaky. And we were like, fuck you. And then Danny was a chiller. Um, so you want to, you want to say the specific stories? that? Oh yeah. So I think we mentioned, yeah, we mentioned this on the first episode, but he was stabbed twice, two separate times by two separate ex-girlfriends, like in the thigh region. They were both going for his cock. Right. Yeah. Um, so he had some crazy ex-girlfriends and one of which was a Nazi, right? Like a neo-Nazi. And he almost, he like, uh, basically got engaged with her. Like he was about to like propose to her. And then she, he found out that she was a Nazi and they broke up. Not because she was a Nazi. Did she know he, she, he was Jewish? I, th- I believe so. Do you think it was like a purge thing where she was like, waiting it's a kink. To bring him really? Or I think, but I like your idea. Like it's a trap. No, the king thing is true though. Like there's totally stories of super, super racist women. Like, like hate fucking. No, they like, like black men they have a fetish for black men even though they're super racist yeah i think like i wonder if that's just like their racism is just to cope with the fact that they are into black men maybe during a time when it was not like societally correct hmm. like it must just be something to like counteract oh their, you think it's kind of like uh I don't know. closeted gays who are like super homophobic yeah 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 exactly oh. exactly it's just like that it's just interesting like um but anyway, so Danny told us very specifically. Wait, what'd you say? I said the more you know about the human psyche. Oh yeah. So Danny told us. Danny told us very specifically on our trip 
that he didn't break up with her because she was a Nazi, but because she didn't tell him earlier that she was a Nazi. So he would have been okay with <laughs> the fact. I think if she was like, just so you know, I'm a Nazi. Like to start off like when they're dating. Like on the third date, he'd be like, this okay. is, we can work through this. We can work through this. And so so that ended up not happening. So Danny is single for all the ladies out there who are already interested in this man's life story. Oh my God, no. But this man, what did you say? You know what that reminds me of? Shit. I was thinking about this the other day. Like when you're in a relationship with someone, obviously you have to make some compromises, right? You can't expect someone to like be every single perfect thing that you want. So for example, maybe they like hate cleaning the dishes. So you have to clean the dishes and it's like slightly annoying, but you're like, whatever. (laughs) But if you're married for like 20 years, that one slightly annoying thing gets more and more and more annoying. Right. So my question is when you were looking for someone to marry, can there be no little things that bug you? For example, the Nazi thing, maybe (laughs) if she had told him earlier, he wouldn't have been so annoyed. Right. And he would have said, okay, we can work through this. And at first, you know, it's a little bit of anti-Semitism. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. And deals with it. Eventually, they get married. You know, 25 years of anti-Semitism and, like, a few almost, like, attempted murder attempts later. I feel like at some point it wouldn't have worked. So I think it it was for the best. And I think going back to that general thing of, like, can those little things be okay in a marriage? Because you're with them for the rest of your life and they get bigger and bigger. That's probably why 50% of marriages end in divorce. Right. The little things just get to them. It's so true. Like... My my parents, um, for example, my dad loves to, like, just keep stuff, you know? If there's something... He's not, like, a hoarder. My house isn't disgusting. But he likes keeping stuff. But to my mom, she's like, I don't really care. Not necessarily. Right. So she, she was like... And I asked her, I'm like, well, did this bother you? And she's like, I didn't realize it would. <laughs> yeah. It's the little things, man. That's fair. But they're still married. Yeah. So that's sweet. So back to Danny. So that's just kind of... Oh, and one last thing about... Let's just focus on one section of his life at a time his girl his girl his girlfriend life his his romance life so i so oh my god do you remember in afik like he ran into his ex-girlfriend did he yeah so we were at this kibbutz in the north of israel and so like we go, it was like the night we had like that barbecue and then like the next morning i see him and he has like a, a bandage on his like on his face right and so i'm not going to say if this story is true or not because i can't verify but what he told us is that he ran into um, his his ex girlfriend's like current boyfriend. Oh, okay. And like he knew it was one? him. I don't know. Because why would the Nazi? No, I asked. No, it's funny. I asked him like which girlfriend? Like the Nazi one? He's like uh, uh, he was like I was like some he was like some other one. I'm like how many? He's like yeah I've had like sixteen. I have sixteen ex girlfriends. No, because I said no, no, no. I was like no, no. I was like damn, that's such a, a crazy coincidence. That's like one of your ex girlfriends you ran into like here out of all places, you know, and like you get in a fight. He's like, yeah, it's one of my 16. So, you know, and I'm like, ah, see the odds are better. The odds are better when it's 16. That's true. And then when you think about like each of them has a boyfriend, the odds you run into the 32 people you need to avoid. Exactly. So when he was like, yeah, it's one of my 16. So I don't, it happens. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it seems like he's dealt with this before. But so I guess he got into this the fight. The other guy punched him in the, the face. The other guy punched him in the face and then he punched him in the gut and that was it. Like the guy just folded, according to Danny. Once again, can't verify the information. It smells like cap. <laughs> we think, we talked about this because it was the night I was drinking rum with him. I think, and I think others think he just like stumbled while drunk and <laughs> face landed. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to believe that he ran into his uh, one of one of his sixteen ex girlfriends' uh, current boyfriends and got oh in a little God. fight. That, that was funny. So that was the one thing. And then what was the other thing? Oh yeah, his current girlfriend is in prison. 
So <laughs> tis truth. It's like army prison. So she's like serving in the IDF and, and like you know why, right? What did she do? So I, I, I asked him about it. So he was like, he had one free weekend. I asked him what he was gonna do, and he said, "Oh, I'm gonna go to jail, visit my girlfriend." Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's okay. what he did the whole. And apparently, her, uh, she was in the IDF. And her commander was just like a dick to her, oh, yeah, so she dude. just attacked him one yeah, day, yeah, and yeah, beat yeah, the yeah. shit out of him. I did hear and, that. And and he's like, yeah. So she got a, I don't know how much time it was, like six months, something, Not, yeah. nothing terrible. And I was like, so after that, is she out of the army? And he goes, no. <laughs> no, they send them back. They need they need every every man and woman they could get. <laughs> they need the bodies. They but really do. It's funny because I know like one of my dad, my dad's close friend in the army, Yogi. He was sent to like army prison for a few weeks. What did not, he do? I think he like accidentally shot his gun or something. Like it was an accident. Was that like, that's more malicious. That's probably why she got more time. <laughs> but like, dude, I I get that. Like, if your commander's a dick, like she's probably Russian. And he's probably like sexist and stuff. Yeah. Too. So that was funny because army prison is like a brutal, bro. Really? It's brutal. Yeah. Why? Because it's fucking like it's already brutal in the IDF. Imagine oh, like prison. Like it's they're not gonna right. make it nicer. You know. So it's not like vacation. So that was funny when he told us that too. So that was just all of his. His girl troubles. You know, um, I was I heard this from someone. I don't know the story super well, but maybe he told you about it. Apparently, he was trying to go to like Russia to visit his family because mm-hmm. he's from Russia. He's from Siberia too. And Fucking he didn't. Of shit. He didn't actually serve in their army, but I think like you're required to or something. No, he did serve in the Russian. No, but oh. he at that time he had. Oh, okay. And when he got there, they basically immediately detained him. Det- like, they took his phone, they took all of his stuff, and they yeah. made him serve in the army for a whole year. So that's so his mom, why he did. His mom, like, thought he was dead. Because he just never... Like, <laughs> he, he never like, got done. He never, <laughs> he never got home. Oh, my God. Like, I'm pretty that's sure... True. I heard the story from someone else who heard it from him, so I might be, like, a little fuzzy on some details. But from what I heard, he basically got there, got detained. That would make sense he how he served. forced to serve in the military. The Russian army. And then he's like, hey, mom, like, I'm not dead. <laughs> That's crazy, cause like the idea, if I get it, cause it's a small country, but like, do you does Russia really need? I guess they're a very militaristic country, but do they need like every man to serve? Like required service? Tr- maybe it's not every man. Maybe I don't know. Cause I know. Have you seen? Have you watched Dave yet? Since you got back, have I watched what? Dave. <gasps> have you? I've watched the first two episodes. Oh my god. There's more, but I'm not gonna spoil them. it. It's the whole season now. No, they're like yeah, episode five, but. It, the same it's like there's required service in korea and basically one of dave's interns gets like detained because he's like a korean guy he was like their translator and he was but he grew up in america so he came back he didn't realize that was like a thing so it's funny that just reminded me like he also got danny pulled the fucking south korean dave whatever serbia bro. so oh my god that's different siberia and serbia oh serbia is a country that's where he you went to Sib- from. he's from siberia yeah he's from siberia which is meaning like the well- frigid cold region of russia right like that's where the ussr that's like where the would send is. prisoners yeah that's the gulag's place i'm like who the fuck would live there voluntarily anyways that makes a lot of sense so now getting into his military service this guy as manny said i guess was forced to serve in the russian army and he got deployed to afghanistan he told me and he got shot in the back what? like have you seen his back there's like a lot of scars and shit and it's because it got infected too so there's like other weird bumps on it oh no, i thought it was just back knee i thought it was back knee too that's another thing in Dave. Dave struggles with back knee on Dude, the show. no more spoilers. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> God. God. Isn't that so weird? There's so many fucking uh, comparisons. You're saying Dave is just the Jewish-American version of, of Don Hill. Oh, Danny, yeah. Um, so, so he served in the Russian army for two... This guy, by the way, is 24, like, as of today, right? Oh, it's today's this- birthday? No, like, oh. I'm just saying, like, he's currently 24. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can see how that was confusing. But, like, this man has lived, like, we all made the joke, like, this man has lived, like, 
more life than all of us combined, you know, like live growing up in Siberia, moving to Israel. And so went to Afghanistan, got shot by the Taliban, probably whatever. And then after the IDF, he moves back to Israel. Thank you, Manny. Um, and he serves in the IDF and he's on border patrol in like Jerusalem and he also gets shot there. So my man was shot this, twice. This man is just a bullet magnet. Yeah. And you would think he only got stabbed twice, right? Two ex-girlfriends stabbed him for whatever reasons. But he also got stabbed like in the knuckle because he was in a street fight in Tiberias, which is where he lives. And if you don't know Tiberias, it's right next to the Sea of Galilee. And it's like a, it's a holy city, right? It's like Jesus Wait, isn't Tiberias walked on the water in there. Jordan? No, Tiberias is, is we it, were there. It's, it was it's right next to Aquacaf. Oh, Okay. I get confused with Tiberius and the one that's, like, right across the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where he lives. And it's, like, a really holy city, so, like, half the people are super religious, and the other half is, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, the hood. Like, it's, like, the hood of Israel. <laughs> like, this is, like, street fights and shit. So he got himself involved in that. So if you just look at his body, he's got a lot of... That's crazy. So, like, I believe that type of stuff. You know... Because, like, there are definitely wounds. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because when you live that much life, you know, what do you, what do you do? Not even in terms of like being successful, but what are you gonna do that makes your life enjoyable? I know. And not boring. Is that why he? I wouldn't say like his life, like he's lived a lot, but I wouldn't say it was, it's all, it's definitely not, it definitely has not all been enjoyable. Right. I guess there's (laughs) a difference between like crazy versus getting detained, forced into the Russian army. I guess I was thinking about, I recently watched this YouTube channel called Oversimplified, very cool channel, and they did an episode on Napoleon. And, like, this guy basically had, like, was the emperor of the majority of Europe before he eventually got, like, banished to a small island. And it's, like, you can't go from being the emperor of, like, half the world, you know, to, like, a little island. You're, like... Yeah, he probably went crazy. He's, like, I need my power. Well, then he went back to Paris and took it over. He did. He really did, yeah. That motherfucker. How the fuck do you do that? You're, like... He wasn't trapped there, like... No, what, he was. He was on the island, but he they let him be, like, the emperor of the island. And then he took a thousand men, went back to France, and then they actually had reinstated... All, the other powers in Europe reinstated the king, but everyone hated the king because he did right, what he did before the French Revolution and just partied. Um, so the king like, okay, sent, Napoleon. like, a hundred thousand troops, basically, to go fight Napoleon and his a thousand troops. But, like, Napoleon was just the commander, and they were all like, yeah, we'll join your side. So then, so then he walks into Paris with like a hundred thousand men, oh and it's just his again. But then all of the European powers came back again and beat him up because they don't like him very much. Wow! Wow! What was I gonna say? Tis truth. Fucking um. Before I talked about Napoleon, we were talking about Danny's life and whether or not it's interesting. Does Does this help you? Yeah, no. Just like the fact that he was able to like convince a thousand men on the island and go back. Oh yeah, P- <laughs> like he he was. Very, very intelligent man. And they're like, okay, Napoleon, like, I guess you can come back since the king sucks. Well, they, the other countries hated him so much that when he took over again, they didn't declare war on France. They declared war on Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and what I was going to say is when you said they gave him, like, the, they gave him, like, he was emperor of the island, they, like, threw him a bone. He, he needed that. You know? I know. They, they, they literally did. They, <laughs> they were like, him a bone. <laughs> they just had respect for this guy. He was such a, like, they never beat him in battles. They just ran away from him until his men, like, Got hungry, and then that's how they do yeah, it. Yeah, facts. Anyways, back to... It's funny, though, because we actually learned in Yaffa, going back to Napoleon, that, like, he went through... Like, he walked through Yaffa. Like, he landed on the Dude, port. this man was in no, he, Israel. Yeah, he, like, came... Because he obviously, like... You know, like, all, like, conquerors, like, took over, like, North Africa. For some reason, North Africa was... Uh, yeah. Like, the Roman Empire, 
the Nazi Empire. Because it was like pretty reachable, I think. Yeah, from Europe. Yeah, like yeah. so. Like he was walking through, like from Egypt through up to like get to like I don't know Europe or wherever. So he like went through Israel. With and we his learned men. That, that he had like a terrible loss there. During, it is hard to did. to win Israel. That's all I got. Or I mean, it really does. Besides Napoleon, that was one time period. That was later on. But go back earlier to the Crusades. There was like three separate Crusades, like all centered around Jerusalem. Fucking Muslims and Christians dying like flies, and the Jews really dying like flies because <laughs> they're like, we have no power, we have no army. And they were both like, fuck you! <laughs> then they're like, fuck each other! Anyways, um, so yeah, well, we learned we saw, a lot about the history of it. So we did something called Viong Le Yom, which is sea to sea. Sea to sea. We went, we hiked from the Mediterranean to the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. We did the whole thing. Um, totally. And on the way, we literally saw, like, a crusader castle. Yeah, there was, yeah. Just in the middle of a mountain. We were like, okay. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Jeez, uh, what else we do? If you guys saw our Instagram, should we post more pics? We got so many funny pics. Oh, I, definitely. Yeah, so we, uh, we, you guys learned about Masada on our last episode, if you watched it. But we also rode camels. That was fucking sick. We also talked about that last episode. We did, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about sure. aqua calf, okay? Dude, yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, we actually already talked about aqua calf too. No. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I, I definitely talked about it with Hansi because basically it was just a wipeout style thing on the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. And there's like this one like pad, and Hansi and I, that was the one on our trip. He was on our last podcast. Just went through off as many people as we could into the water. Oh yeah, we, fuck you guys. We got like at least six people off, but they all like came back at the same time to get us. We're like, oh shit, run! Dude, the amount of bruises people had after that, I had none. Oh, I burned three thousand calories. Dude, at least that's another thing. Just from my experience, especially, I'm a very sweatable person. Throughout the entire trip, like they fed us very well. I was content. Maybe not. We had hostel food a lot, a lot of chicken and rice, but like, you know, like I was always full. It was good, yeah. Yeah, like it was good. It was fine. But like, I must have, I like, I look leaner and I'm like. And you think it's from the sweat? I literally burned so many calories throughout the entire trip. Like exclude C to C, which is obviously like a, it was like a three and a half day, like hike across Israel from one sea to another and like rough terrain. Like we're hiking, like, you know, like it's, it's no easy task, right? Like you're sweating your balls off because it's humid up north in Israel. But just like on the regular days, like I was just like sweating my balls off. Like when, like other people weren't like, I yeah. must, that's just gotta be burning calories, right? Like, oh, definitely. Like when we did that little hike in the, in the Golan, like, um, before it was like, we went up there and then we went back down and then we went up to do C to C. So then like, it was like a, an hour hike. Remember I went into that cave, I took a piss in the cave. Wait, was that when... Ethan gave us the talk telling us not to do C to C. Yeah. Oh, you were sweaty, my I, boy. I was sweaty. I was sweaty. I was like, wow, I'm sweaty. And then I looked at Yoni. And I was and like, if that's how it's going to be. C to C was better. There was a lot more shade than... It, it was like you were taking... Not only... You know how sometimes you're so sweaty, it looks like you just stepped out of the shower? You look like you were in the shower. I look like, like I was currently in the shower because water was like currently dripping down my face. Like, I don't know... Like, looking back at it, like, on during the trip, like, as I was sweating so much, I really thought to myself, like, how is this, like, humanly possible? Like, what... All this moisture, like like this, like full droplets of liquid. Like if I put my cups, like it would become a little pool. Like it's coming from my s- skin, which is not dry, but like it's naturally dry. Do you? Uh, Isn't that like crazy? Did you sweat a lot on C to C? Yeah, yeah. Did you pee a lot on C to C? Dude, not a, not enough. My pee was a little yellow. I didn't drink that much water. Well, that that's the crazy thing. Oh, you didn't. That's bad. I bet you had like a good amount. Like I drank enough. When you sweat like... so much. 
you drink water and it goes straight back to sweat before it even has time to get to your bladder. Dude, I literally like I compare. I like I was a sponge. I think that's a perfect analogy. Like, you, so- I soak in water, I drink, and then if I squeeze it, which you could say like is the sun squeezing the water out of me, the heat came all out. Like my hair was like wet. It's like soaking wet every day. Uh, to see to see and like remember like there's no you still look no beautiful. showers dude at the end of like like the sweat dried and like i washed my face at like whatever fountain like there was like water stations at our campsites and i washed my face and like got my hair wet too you know what but my hair was looking good bro like no shower yoni's got like the flow oh know? yeah yeah you got great hair I, 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 I do genuinely love your hair. So, and smile. Those are Yoni's two best features thank you yeah i did not win best smile superlative i won most likely to become a rabbi so <laughs> I think it's just because I was like the only, I was like the most religious person on the trip out of the students. And I'm just, I'm not that religious. Yeah. It's all relative. Like <laughs> to, so, to people at my high school, I was religious and that's cause yeah. I celebrated two Jewish holidays a year. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just like, it's just different. But, um, and so that's, dude, that's what, oh, there's so many like people to talk about. So we had this person I yell at who's like an Orthodox. Oh, I yell a lot. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> How come I did not hear that nickname until just now? You never heard the nickname I yell a lot. I never heard somebody she say it. Was that a like lot. a thing, like the whole trip? Um, Somebody sent That's it genius. in my IST chat one day. And then like ever that? since then, like I always refer so, to her as I yell a lot. Yeah, so it's very, um, very accurate. So she's very orthodox. Like I don't know about ultra-orthodox, but she's, at least orthodox. What's it called? So she's Shomer Nagia, which means she does not touch men. Like she's like, you know. Save herself for the Lord. Not for the Lord, but once she gets married, she can touch her husband and her children. Um, So she's not a nun for other Christians out there. But so, like, she cannot touch men. Like, she's very against, like, showing off her body. Yeah, yeah. like, covered in herself and stuff. And it was funny because she won the superlative for biggest flirt because she literally flirted with all the guys on the trip. It was hilarious. And what really was funny throughout the entire trip is so we had, it was a, it was a co-gender trip. So there was like girls on our trip too. And they always got in arguments with her about like feminism and stuff. It was so interesting too. And they were like pissed at her. I'm like, guys, guys, let her have her opinion. Like, obviously you don't agree. That's fine. But like, she comes from a very different background. Well, yeah. And like, she was telling, and they were like getting offended because she's like, because they were talking about woman empowerment and they're like. The girls were like, we see woman empowerment as being able to show off her bodies because we should be allowed to because it's really on the men who objectify us, right? It's, right. It shouldn't say, be on us to cover ourselves. Which is like... And I, I was like... I agree with Okay, that. fair. Like, I was very understanding. She was like, yeah, I'm not judging you, but I don't agree. I think I want to cover myself up because I'm more than a body. And and she, she, they're like, are you calling us sluts? She's like, no. They're like, you're calling us sluts. And she's well, like, no. <laughs> I, I would say it was interesting, too, because usually some of the stuff she was saying is stuff that girls on our trip had only heard from guys and when you're from guy you can be like okay you're Fuck a sexist it. misogynist which is fair you know if i said to it's a fair. girl but you can't say it to Ellen. Well, right if i said to a girl like <laughs> i think the way or... you dress up like actually isn't empowering and makes you a yeah, hoe, or like you having premarital do. sex and right like with dudes if, if i said that to a girl like that would it. make me like super misogynistic yeah. so i think it was like probably one of the first times a lot of these girls heard another girl say or another woman say it it's very interesting because like um, she is like in a feminist in her own way like she wishes the orthodox community was a bit more fair to women but right. she still believes in like the traditional but, aspects but of nonetheless life. like i still respect that she has her own opinion but some of the stuff that she believed in this is definitely super, like, against her own gender. Like, she's very much, like, believes that all girls are emotional, all guys need to be guys. Like, I played soccer. We were playing soccer. She was playing. 
And I was like, I'm so tired. And she goes, no, Manny, be a man. man Show me off those muscles. You're a man. You can't get tired. You don't have that emotion. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And, and yeah. So like, I was like, she's more of a man than you. <laughs> so as much as I, res- as much as I respect like her own opinion, definitely, definitely has a little bit of a self hatred. Yeah, and uh, some of the gr- I won't say like the girls' names, but like some of them are like, I'm gonna fucking kill Ayad. I was like, guys, chill the fuck out. Yeah, don't be. You know, like it is what it is. And like speaking on like obviously a lot of people out, you probably guys are wondering like what are our thoughts on the LGBTQ community? And like she is not like her community is not like openly like they don't accept gay people you know right but like so it's funny because her so like her community doesn't accept it and she's not like a huge fan of it right Right. but she has like friends like close friends who like have come out to her as lesbian and like she's like yeah i'm still friends with them like i think she went to their wedding but i think the big i just feel like that's contradictory but i think it's so interesting that like yeah she's not like she's not like in love with the idea obviously and like she doesn't like she's kind of like you know like do it but like she's close friends with her it's hard for you to like ignore that i think i think the big thing is maybe her personal ideals are like who am i to judge but the big thing is about like the community right because maybe her friends came out to her but if her friends came out to the community they would be yeah, kicked exactly. out of the community. like she's okay with it because she's honestly like probably liberal for her community right which is <laughs> so like something she said um she, she was having conversation she was like i would hate i'm like to be a lesbian like thank god i'm not and, like, it really upset, like, a few girls. But w- she's then tried to say what I'm trying to say is it's very, very difficult in my community. Exactly. Uh, that's She just didn't want to be outcast. Yeah, because you can't be yourself. Yeah, like, I get that. Like, it's more convenient to not right. be. Uh, although, like, if you are, like, you can't help it. But, like, I understood what she was saying. Which, yeah. like, that sucks. That That's a reality. But, like, yeah, like, her friends can come out to her specifically. But, like, if it's the community, they're, like... That motherfucker. And, and the crazy thing is all these girls <laughs> on a trip got upset about, like, hearing it, which, again, very valid. But the crazy thing to me is that they're even, like, her community is not nearly the most extreme. Like, in, Yeah, in she's all, not, like, ultra-Orthodox. And I'm not even just talking about Israel. Like, Saudi Arabia women just got oh, permission yeah. to drive. Yeah, let's not, like, put this all on the, the Orthodox Jews. Like, I know. Like, Muslim countries, terrible. Like, terrible when I stuff. say they just got permission to drive, like, they literally weren't allowed to... Sit behind a steering wheel. In other communities in Israel, like the Bedouin woman we met, like we that had a talk crazy. with, she was a cr- like she is like a true feminist. She is like the epitome of that because yeah. like she was like so. Le- quick synopsis: I actually bought some stuff. With the her. Bedouins are known for like living in tents and being a like a, they used to be a nomadic society. Yeah. Like now they're not as people, much, but, but now it's like based off. They like still their try to like keep that. Yeah. yeah. So we met this Bedouin woman. We went to like her village and um, she gave us like basically her life story on how like she grew up as a child, like very traditional Bedouin family. And like, she was going to be put in an arranged marriage, I believe. And she kind of said no to that. And she wanted to go to school, which is not a thing Bedouin women do. Women and Bedouin women do. And she had to like convince her dad and she had to like go like really far to like Ashdod, which is a city in Israel to like every day. Like she couldn't stay at the dorms. And her community like despised her yeah, for it. But she completed school. She's a nurse now. And like she got rid of like a lot of like sexist rules like in her community and like kind of paved the way. And I was really inspired by that. And we went to another fem- uh, another Bedouin woman who oh, yeah, also like looked older. at herself as a feminist. She had like, like how many children did she have? Like 15? Yeah, she has a lot of kids. I think it was 11. Donk. 11 kids. Yeah. But she was forced into an arranged marriage, and yeah. her husband married another woman. Yeah, because like, men in the bed in her Bedouin community were allowed up to six wives. Like, I, why, why, why six? I know, I know. That's like just, the thing that just gets me. Right? It's like, you know what? 
We respect women, so that your husband can only marry six. Like, come on. Like, who came yeah. up with that number? Why not seven, you know? It was funny, though, like, <laughs> hearing people talk about it after, because the girls were, were like, who could possibly do that? And the guys were like, yeah, who could possibly do that? And <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, you know, multiple wives. Not too bad. No, but know? I'm pretty sure there are some countries where, like, you can have as many wives as you want. Yeah, like, I think it's, like, a it's a thing in, like, uh, more traditional, like, Muslim uh, families as well. Like Which I also think is fucked up, okay? I believe in not misogyny. What is it? I, like, I uh, what's my singular marriage? Monogamy. Monogamy. Yeah, I almost said I believe in misogyny, and then I caught myself and said monogamy. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> I believe in uh, equality and monogamy. Amen. So. Uh, and poly, what's it called when you believe in multiple gods? Polytheism. Yeah, and polytheism. And then monotheism is one god. Which and Palal. Yeah, Judaism, fun fact, was the the found the founda- the founding religion of monotheism, first singular right. god religion. And by that, both Islam and Christianity are based on Judaism. Came afterwards, so yeah, suck that. Actually, don't suck that. Don't want to start World War Three. Anyways. <laughs> oh, that is something we talked about. Yeah. So Jerusalem, a lot of people don't know this, is under the control of Israel. Like, it's not... It's, like, it's complicated. But it's not, It's not like, an, a debated... Like, it is Israel's. Jerusalem is controlled by Israel. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, Jerusalem's, like, new city, which is basically everything, but the old city, which is, like, basically a tiny little section that has walls around it and contains... Yeah, it's, like, a, it's half a square mile. Right. It's really small, but, like, th- hundreds of thousands of people live there, and it contains, like... The site where Jesus was crucified. Uh, no, maybe not. Like the resurrected site. or something? Yeah, the site where Jesus was rec- yeah, resurrected. we went in there. It smelled weir- really weird, like incense. It contains uh, the Temple Mount. For those of you who don't know what that is, the Judaic Temple that was destroyed 3,000 years ago was built on the Temple Mount. On and then eventually, um, the site of the Holy Rock in Islam was so built on top of it. Because like, that's the creation rock, but that was also like in the Jewish Temple. And so I don't know if like, like, so basically like, so the, it was the second temple, right? The first temple, like there's nothing left of that, but the second temple they built got destroyed, pillaged by the Romans. So the temple was like destroyed on top of the temple mount. Right. And there was like, I'm pretty sure the creation rock was in that, that temple, but then a hundred, a couple of hundred years later, Muslims built the dome of the rock on top of it. Cause that's like where Muhammad like, like heard from God. He- I thought it was but apparently that's heaven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's what happened. And so. That was built directly on top of the Temple Mount where, like, the Jewish temple was before it. So, but I'm pretty sure, like, the Creation Rock is in there, too. Like, they also, like, like yeah, kind of, like... it's very confusing. So, I think it's, like, a multi-religion and, thing, that Creation and Rock. It, but, like, how'd they know that was the rock, you know? And a little, a little history. Basically, this old city is built on a mountain. And that mountain basically was covered in, in like... It's called the Temple Mount, but it's basically covered to like in, make it flat. To make it flat in building material, basically the same stuff that in stone, basically. And a little more history that, according to biblical times, the place where Avraham, um, the patriarch of like all three religions—Christianity, Islam, Judaism—it's where he actually took his son to sacrifice him before God stopped him. So mm-hmm. that all, in theory, took place at the same spot, and then. So, like, people think the Western Wall was a wall of the temple. People who don't know about it, not true. It was actually just one of the walls oh, of the, the temple, temple Mount, which is just, like, the platform that the temple was on top of. Exactly. So, so that, the yeah. reason that it's a holy site for the Jews is the Temple Mount 
like the actual place where the temple was. It's the best we have left. It's actually controlled by the Muslims because that's also where the Dome of the Rock is. And, you know, I thought to myself while we were there, this might be confusing. We might not be explaining this best. But anyways, I thought to myself while we were there, if it's Israel's, and the Dome of the Rock is the closest place where the actual temple was. Why do we let the Muslims right, have it? Right, and why don't we just go up there and pray? Because they don't, Muslims don't allow us to pray. And I say, why don't, like, what would happen, hypothetically, if Israel just took it? And our guide was like, oh, yeah, World, World War Three, <laughs> Because to take it would basically cause every single Muslim country on, on in the world to declare war on Israel. Yeah, it's a big thing, yeah. And when he said that, I, I laughed because my dad told me the same thing when I kind of asked him that question several several years prior. Because I'm like, this isn't fair. I want it. <laughs> and and he was like, World War Three. So if you're wondering the hypothetical situation there, that is a very possible way World War Three begins. I know. Like, I think the most common or most possible ways that World War Three starts are the following. North Korea and South Korea. Something happens there because China takes North Korea's side, USA takes South Korea's. Yeah, that's fair. That's India and Pakistan, also a very interesting one. Middle East takes Pakistan's side. The Britain West. US take yeah. India's side. Also, and then Israel and basically I, I probably Israel and Iran would be the most likely yeah. World War 3 starter. Yeah. If you're wondering more about the Israel Iran scenario, go check out uh, our older episode with my father. Uh, I think it's episode number 18, Inside the Mind of an Israeli. Very interesting stuff. Um, so back to the yeah, Temple Mount. So basically the Dome of the Rock was built later on top of the Temple Mount where the second temple was. <laughs> and yeah, we're not allowed to go up there. So and even we have the wall below it. So they so like the Muslim quarter is the biggest quarter in the old city, actually. And it's basically like the Temple Mount is where the Dome of the Rock is. They're able to go up there. And then there's like obviously the other parts of the old city that is Muslim. And, you yeah. know, the Temple Mount built 3,000 years ago. Obviously, there's a lot of history there. So the Jewish quarter... Um, it's pretty small. It's pretty small, but it's been excavated. So we looked below, yeah. and they found like all this ancient stuff. They found like houses from the Byzantine era. We yeah, like, a lot of cool see stuff. like old halls from it. Because literally, what would happen is Jerusalem would be captured. Everything was... Not everything. A lot of things were destroyed, and they would build on top. top and that just and happened just again over and, and over again. And over. So it's like there's a lot of layers. So of some people stuff. think that underneath the Temple Mount far enough down you would actually find remnants of the old temple including like the ark of the covenant which would allegedly contain moses's staff Mm. and the ten commandments yeah we still don't know where that is now if that exists and the reason that okay why don't we just excavate it is the muslims don't actually want the site to be excavated yeah they They, don't let us and obviously when i asked like why and i was obviously getting a jewish perspective because my tour guy's jewish well even he said he's like not totally sure. Right, he said, I'm not totally sure, but from my perspective, maybe it's because what if we did find, like, a staff and... Yeah, like, it, it legitimizes our claim more to the... Right, but they also person. point out, like, what if they excavate it wrong and then... Something <laughs> collapses. The rock just collapses. <laughs> Valid concern. Valid concern. <laughs> right, so... Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, there's basically that mystery that, you know, unless in the future something changes... Which it won't. We, <laughs> very optimistic. <laughs> um, we won't, yeah, we won't know. It's like uh, one of those, like... Uh, it could be like a movie made about that. That'd be cool. Oh my god! Like a secret SEAL Team Six goes under, and then they go under and they find, find some like, shit. They find like the staff. Cool. Like what's like it. a Nicolas Cage movie? Like uh, where they find some hidden treasure or some shit? Uh, in Indiana Jones. That's not Nicolas Cage, but yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's cool facts about Jerusalem. Um, but yeah, who else was on our trip? I yell it. She was cool. You want me to talk about Tel Aviv? 
Yeah, bro. How was oh boy? Yeah. You know what? You you talk about Tel Aviv first because so we basically received. No, I'll talk about it first. Actually, go for it. So we're in Tel Aviv. Not gonna go into too much detail, but like Yoni said before, drinking was prohibited on the trip, but not in the country. Um, although. I guess technically Israel didn't want our group, like, leaving our group. Like, anyone in our group leaving the group. Um, But from what I heard, a group allegedly may have (laughs) snuck out of the hotel, took a party bus to a Tel Aviv club, and then clubbed, and then took a taxi back. Allegedly unproven, but I have heard that if that story was true, that group had a great time. (laughs) Yeah, so that was lit. Um, the whole trip got in trouble, but we'll, <laughs> we'll move beyond that. We just got a little slap on the wrist. But um, for an alleged incident. No, what's funny is so me, Aiden, and Robbie. So we've had Aiden and Robbie on. So you guys should know them. If you don't know them, check out their episodes. Their names are in the titles. Um, so me, Aiden, and Robbie, we met up with Aiden's sister in Tel Aviv that night. And you thought you were gonna be out. Like, and all so night. we were told that we were allowed to be out until like eleven, just get back to the hotel, right? So it was like around eight. And so everybody the group was supposed to meet up back at eight. We had like the whole day in Tel Aviv to like roam free, be at the beach, chill out. Yeah. And so like really we fun. me and Robbie took lime scooters to Aiden sisters hotel and then from there we walked to dinner at like some nice sushi place. And so then we start getting texts from Ethan like, yo, the counselors are mad, like you gotta get back. Like right now. Like it was eight. And we're like, uh okay. So we fucking leave. We haul ass back. We try to get the lime scooters, but they don't fucking work. For you, I heard. For me, yeah. My count. I don't know what the fuck happened because I literally took it th- like two hours before. So, and then we finally get on the bus. And so then we're like there and we thought we were chilling. But then that night, like the counselor's like, okay, so you guys were not allowed to do that. And if Jillian was here, she could have kicked you out. Um, so what we're going to do is give you immediate curfew for the next two nights. So me, Aiden, and Robbie were putting the dog pound. And they definitely, therefore, were not. A part of the alleged group. Yeah. And who allegedly did an action. Yeah. And we were and we were all rooming together, so it was fun. It was nice. And we had our own little party. Our own little shindig in our room. But, you know, kinda sucked that we were like secluded. Yeah. And it wasn't our fault. But uh, yes. I mean, it was kind of Aiden's fault. It was kinda our counselor's fault. Yeah, but Aiden should have double checked with like, more than one. Yeah, counselor. I don't know why I trusted Aiden. But at the same time, like free sushi dinner. Oh, I thought you were saying like free uh, you know, like free get that guy or something, but you weren't. You were just oh, talking no, about no, a free no. meal. Yeah, yeah. So free Hezbollah. I have no regrets. Tel Aviv was quite an experience, and we were like staying like thirty minutes out of Tel Aviv. So fucking annoying. I know it was a little foul, and we were only there for like two days. They didn't want us living it up. But Tel Aviv was really fun. It was. It was cool. It was swaggy. And then you you met up with your friend there, didn't you? Yeah, so my boy Jaden, shout out to Jaden. He's he's he listens to like every episode from Israel. Nice cook. We're definitely gonna have you on. We, I mean, yeah, it was gonna be hard to have him on in Israel anyway, because we I only saw him for like a couple hours in Tel Aviv, but that was fucking lit. We got fucking lit at Mike's place. Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah, a few pictures of uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, and it'll get you where you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah, shout out to Jaden. Cool guy, he whistles very loud. Oh yeah, he's got he's 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 like full on Israeli now. He speaks Hebrew fluently. Mm. It's cool. It's cool. Um, trying to think, we saw Cruella there. Kind of. I was random. thinking of that. Yeah, we did. So instead of like, so it was like our second day in Tel Aviv, and we spent like an hour or something in the Shuk area, whatever. 
nice blast. But they're like, okay, we guys got to meet up at this point at like five. And we're like, okay. And so afterwards we're watching, we go to watch a fucking movie instead of giving us like the evening to chill or just give us some more time to chill around Tel Aviv, do some fun stuff. They force us all to go to like cinema city, a movie theater and watch Cruella, which we could just have, we could have just watched in the States or like on a plane, on a plane even. And like the movie was I thought it was oh I, I mean it was a Disney movie I it, yeah, I got I mean, what I like, expected yeah but I was just like this is so weird I don't know I'm I'm not just not into the certain genre of I don't know it was corny but for like sure. it was just like what yeah, are we doing here poor. we're in Israel you know I agree no it, it was not a good use for a time so no that reminds me so when we went to Cruella we finally met up with Zach. Yeah. Oh my Canada. god, we have to talk about Zach. He was also on the podcast. If you want to listen to the episode with him and Isaac, but this kid basically started to get sick, and he basically told the counselors like, "I'm sick." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, drink water." And <laughs> drink water. Okay. And eventually, he gets so sick they take him to the doctor, and the doctor tells him that he has like something though, like strep. He just assumed yeah, he, he has strep. strep. No test. So they give him like antibiotics. They give him antibiotics for strep. He gets sicker. Okay, so now he's sick. He's feeling like dog the counselors shit. are like, keep taking your meds and drink water. So the kid's like, okay. And then they have to take him back to the doctor because he gets really bad. And they take him back to the doctor. This doctor is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you have strep. I don't know. That doctor but fucked up. Take some, uh, give him like a comethazine or something like that. That basically would just, that's definitely not the right name for it because that sounds like a very hard drug. But basically <laughs> gave him a drug that just made him sleep. Right, so he sleeps for, like, two days, and then finally, after, like, two and a half weeks of being sick, no, like, two weeks, not two and a half, two weeks of being sick, they take him to a hospital instead of, like, shitty Israeli doctors, and the hospital keeps him there for two nights, because this kid had mono, and it was so bad that his lungs had filled with fluid. And so they drain, like, they spend, like, they, like, they, like, they basically did surgery on him. Like, they drain fluid. Like, they had to, like, stick a I fucking know, tube. Disgusting. And, like, apparently, so like, bad. the first time they did it, like, no anesthesia. Like, they numbed his mouth. Yeah, awful. So he was just, like, taking it in the ass, except down the mouth. Right, and it turned out he had more. Draining yeah. fluid. And then finally, this kid recovers, comes back, and then that's where we met up with him, Cruella. Oh, yeah. And then, so then, later on on the trip, we're on C2C, and he's, he's doing well. He's back to full health, and he, uh, like, halfway through, he's, like, his throat starts hurting again. And he's like, fuck this, I'm not doing it again. And he goes back, and they give him another treatment. Turns out he has tonsillitis. So, like, he has to get his tonsils out here. Yeah, crazy so, stuff. And they, like, drain fluid from his mouth. Like, he, like, went through fucking surgery. And you know, it is What happened to him actually shows, really me, painful. shows me how lucky I was. So I got, I was, like, the first one to be super sick. Oh, yeah. Other kids were sick, but I, my cough was, like, starting to hurt my lungs. Couldn't, I was, wait, I keep my roommates up. It was really bad, like, really bad. And so I was the first one to go to a doctor. And I go to this doctor. I think it's in a lot. And the doctor it? comes up to me with a stethoscope. Or, I'm not pronouncing that right. Stethoscope. 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 And he asked me to breathe, 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 you know, like you put on the yeah. body. And then he pulls me and he goes, uh, you have uh, bronchitis. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay. And in hindsight, this guy definitely had no idea what I had. I mean, he used a stethoscope for like two minutes. And then he gave me antibiotics for bronchitis and a little bit of cough syrup, which I ran out of in like four days. <laughs> so if you don't know why... The, the cough syrup bottle like 
opened and spilled all in his toiletry bag. Although, for what it's worth... <laughs> so it leaked. <laughs> for what it's worth, I only had, like, another day of it left. Oh, uh, okay. But it, it was all, like, gooey and pink. <laughs> yeah, I, I rinsed it out at and the Dead like, Sea. Not this. in the Dead Sea. That's very salty. I rinsed it out at the water, the yeah. showers next to the Dead Sea. Anyways... Yeah, talk about the Dead Sea, but, yeah. but somehow, these antibiotics... So, in theory, antibiotics should have you, like, feeling better after, like, four to five days, and then you take it the whole time to make sure you're not sick so mm. mine was a 10 days total and i started to feel better but i still had a cough when i ran out of my antibiotic hence showing how like 10. i most definitely did not have what exactly what was because it, it, it had to be worse than like a cold no maybe it was bronchitis but maybe he didn't prescribe me with the right antibiotics but i mean after i got off it somehow miraculously i used uh some cough drops and i made a full recovery but i just want to say how lucky i am compared to zach fuck you zach try better or do better i feel blessed too i was one of the i was one of the first people sick at the beginning of the trip because i when we had a quarantine for like a day and a half when we first got to israel i was rooming with aiden and jacob and aiden oh, you were sick and so aiden was like sick when he went like on our way here on on our way to israel right so he was sick like the first few days because like he came to israel sick and so he got me sick and he got jacob sick and from there on it's just ggs because we're just like one big group and we didn't wear masks but then because aiden got you sick didn't you make him give you his? oh yeah yeah like fucking i was pretty pissed because i felt like shit up until like we got to a lot like that entire time in jerusalem i was like so stuffy and like my throat really hurt and that always sucks but um and from there everyone got it but uh, yeah i'm like also fortunate i Came out of the trip mainly unscathed besides the beginning. And at the very end, uh, my hand got burned right. by the my only, favorite person, Isabel. Shout out to Isabel. The only thing that happened is he burned his hand and he got his heart broken. That's yeah. <laughs> so I hope I told Isabel to start listening to the podcast because she's like, yeah, like I hope, you know, the podcast goes well. Like I'm excited to hear it. I'm like, well, maybe if you listen. She's like, maybe I will. So I'm going to tell her we shouted her out. Oh, on the nice. podcast and she's gonna be she's gonna be happy about what we say Isabel, i love your dance move where you like do the the this the shoot you this. kind of shoot that's pretty good anyways she speaking of females i'm sorry i want to tell her about my my burning hand oh um, yeah go ahead go so so it's like the last day of the trip right and i'm going to like make hot cocoa because there's like a hot water thing and there's like cocoa powder so i'm like oh sick hot cocoa and so brayden fuckhead brayden uh he's on my instagram if you want to check him out um, he fucking like scoops some uh sugar and pu- puts it in my fucking hot cocoa like consistently, and I'm like trying to get it out, and like he's fucking with me, right? I'm, like fuck you. So I like I fill up, I, I turn around, I start walking towards him and, to like pour you, it on what him. What do you say? What do you say? You say I really hope I don't spill. I apparently I said that. I don't know. I wasn't there. Or like I wasn't. In, I don't know. I don't remember. But Aaron was also there. And fucking, so, like, Isabel, Annalise, Hansi, and apparently Manny as well. I was like, trying to pull them back because I okay. saw what was happening. Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. I slowed down. Okay, what so. could have been a disaster. Manny was a part of it, but according to him, he tried to help out. And so, I don't know, are you guys, like, linking arms or, like, chasing after each other? Like They they were all grabbing each other and running. Yeah, so they come, like, around the corner, turn and, like, running down the hallway I was in. And, like, Isabel's on the left side. And she just bumps me with her arm or whatever. And right into my elbow. And the, the water just, it ex- just all falls. Like, the cup just goes all, all the hot water goes right on my right hand, specifically. It definitely like, must have hurt. It burned so, I was like, oh, my God. And then, so she, like, obviously, like, noticed she hit me. And she turned around. And she's like. It got on my shoulder. And I'm like, 
Bitch, look at my hand right now. It's a birdie to its ass off. This kid, though. So yeah. I was very upset at her Yoni, that she didn't apologize. Yoni goes to Donnie, and he gets Danny to gau- gauze his hand and wrap it up. And I'm sorry, maybe the no, no, most no. extra thing. No, 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 you can say that, it but like so you're the true. one who's like, "Ow, oh, my ankle, it hurts." So no, no, you know. that's fair. But okay, but look, I would, I didn't ask for it, right? So like, my hand's burning, and so Jillian's like the first one that she's like, "Yoni, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Not really, but like, yeah, so it's fine, it's fine." Next so it's I like it's this. burning, like it's like sizzling, it's like tingling, like it's burning. And so like, I there's a like, cold water cooler right next to when I put it on, it's like burning. And so Danny like comes up and he's like, "Oh, like." Like I didn't even ask him for him. He's like, bro, like come come up with me to my room. Like, don't put cold water on it. That makes it worse. Oh, so I was like, I didn't know that. So I didn't know thanks, that Danny. So I come to his room and he pours like this jizz looking cream all over my hand. Like Did it literally nice? looked like jizz. Yeah, it was nice. And then like he wrapped it up in the gauze so it, like the cream could so, sit on it. I'll say this. It was probably good for you. It definitely made your hand feel better. It was just funny. But now it looks good. Like, I, it could have been it could have probably it probably would have looked bad. It probably would have like peeled yeah. or some shit. The last thing I well was because I saw you and you're like, Yeah, I'll be okay. And then the next time I saw you, your entire hand is wrapped up, and you're like shaking your head. You're like, "God damn it!" I was just, I was just pissed. I was like, "Come on!" Like <laughs> the last day, like I don't need this. Absolutely ridiculous. So thank you, Isabel, for burning my hand. Anyway, speaking of women, I, I get to see my girlfriend today for the <sighs> first time, and in like over a month, I, I do miss her. I'm, I'm also, I just want to say my heart was not broken. I know. I was, I was just kind of joke. Just, just, just the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. Okay, anyways, Abigail. Yeah, yeah I'm just Abigail. It's gonna be good to see her. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really all I had to say about that. Nice. Does she like? Did she listen to our episodes in Israel? Does she listen consistently now, even if we don't mention her? Yeah, because after that episode where we made fun of her <laughs> for like <laughs> skipping to the point part where she was mentioned, now she always texts me and she's like, I just she's like proving to, herself. She's, yeah, like, she's yeah, like, yeah, I, I listen, listen to the whole thing because I am a great girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, look, like it's really not that hard. Like it's not like that big of a commitment. It's like an hour a week. I think the bigger commitment is dating me. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that makes sense. And if you think about it, listening Thank to you. the podcast is part of the, your, the commitment to dating. Yeah. I know. It's just incorporated. Just like part of the commitment I have to dating her is complimenting her. It's part of the job. It's part of the job. Well, actually, it's also because I like complimenting her. Yeah. I like doing that too. She's a pretty girl, so not to her. I don't. Don't worry. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um. Anyways, fuck, man. So yeah, that was all the injuries me and Manny had, I suppose. Um. Yeah, I mean, damn. I don't know. Everybody on the trip, super sauce, super dope, super genuine, except for Isabel for burning my hand. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll glaze past that. Um. Yeah, it's crazy because we've recited a lot about the trip and at the end of the day like we did a lot of stuff in a month i don't think we could ever really get across all of it but yeah we were also very exhausted i I would say overall my biggest takeaways are i think i understand the israeli-palestinian conflict better than ever yet i'm still i still believe in a jewish homeland so that's one takeaway secondly i thought going into the trip i'd feel closer to god by the time i left which isn't true for me personally, but I feel closer. I feel closer to the land of Israel, and I feel closer to my Judaism. So it's interesting how that could be the case, even if the God thing wasn't. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It was Manny's first time, bro. Like, it must have been crazy. And it was interesting too, because you know, obviously, you and I are like, let's say best friends. Put yeah. us in that category. 
And same with, like, us and Daniel, who's also been on the podcast a few times. But none of us really spent all our time hanging out with one another. Yeah. Which was honestly kind of nice in terms of the fact that, like, that's what we're going to do. Like That's what we do. Always, right? So yeah, it was nice just to, like, hang out with other people. No, I agree. I met some great people that, like, I knew from the past, like, barely. Like, there's some people I didn't know at all, which is, like, also dope. But, like, right. some people who, like... You know, like I knew him, but like we never became friends here in Denver. Right. So it's just nice now. I feel like our social circle's a little bigger. I never. I love the IST fam. The only thing is, in theory, we were supposed to go last year, but COVID shut it down. And it would have been better in terms of the friends we made there. We could have like hung out with for a year. Yeah. To, like a month. Like, I know. It's kind of sad, bro. But I will say the group went from 90 to 40. No, to 38. Yeah. And while. Like, you could look at it as, well, you miss the opportunity to meet more people. I actually feel like if it had been a bigger group, like, you and I and Daniel probably would have stuck even more together, you know? For sure. Because then, like, dude, like, we filled up, like, one bus. Like, we would have been split into two buses. Exactly. And I asked, like, people, like, the staff members who had staff previous trips, like, you don't talk you're with, people. like, the bu- your bus for most of the, the trip. Right. And obviously, we would have made sure we were on the same bus. And, yeah, like, yeah. And it's just cool, like, being in such a tiny group of 38 peeps. Like, oh, one thing we got forgot to mention about Danny, like, what he said, like, in our closing circles, like, yeah, like, I, I've done these trips before. I'm like, I've been a security guard slash man for trips. Like, I usually make, like, one or two really good friends. And he's like, but this trip I made 38. That was so cute. It was sweet. And at the same time, it was really funny. Another thing we forgot to mention on his snap story, which I think I screenshotted. Like, it was one of his (laughs) first things. He's like, I feel like I just aborted 38 kids. And then he had like a gray filter while smoking a cig. (laughs) I just aborted 38 children. It was like the most, um, what's the word? It's like definitely a type of genre where like things are just melancholy. Have you yeah, seen the like Spider gray. Spider-Man movie? Which what, one? Uh the one like the animated one and there's the oh, gray the Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the that was like cuz it was like the but, 1930s. Yeah, but Spider-Man. what was he had a name. And that was what I'm thinking of. Oh. I don't remember. Fuck. I'm going to find it. Yeah. Cuz this perfectly describes Donnie. But oh, man. So many, so many great people we met. What else? A lot was fucking lit. We went banana boating. If you guys have never been banana boating, I highly recommend it. Thought I was going to die. But did you? That I thought I was gonna die, yeah. dude. I thought I was gonna fall off so many times. There were so many times when I got fell inside the middle of the boat, and I just remember Sam say off being directly to my right, and just at one point. So like Mia fell first, but she. I'm surprised because like oh yeah, and Daniel and Mitch they like bonked heads, and they like definitely had con- Mitch definitely had a concussion. Also, it's uh, the word to describe it is noir, N O I R. So yeah. like that describes Donnie pretty well. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Anyways, so. I like somehow don't fall. I'm like, no, at one point, like I'm tr- like, cause I felt, I fell off my, I was like off my seat the whole time. Cause I like couldn't get back on. Like oh, I was trying really? to pull myself up because the inertia, like we were turning. And then one you probably way. had mad. You were just holding on. All, I was holding like, on for dear arms. life. It was all forearms. And then, but, and at one point I was like, hold, like Jacob was in front of me and I was using him to pull me back on. <laughs> and I'm like, if that, if we like hit a bump, I was flying, you know? Yeah. So my group, cause I, I didn't You're like all the alphas, bro. We had all the guys. We had an all, all guy group. Everyone was like pretty sh- pretty fit yeah like, we're like we will not fall and the no. guys in the front like they just, just hit the, the biggest bumps and like at one point rob it's also like the most like, water went flying and he was like literally hands off out of fall <laughs> and the other guy in the front i think it was hans he grabs him with his hand he's like you're not falling. you're not Holds going down bro. and i think the key actually because i had been banana boating before is to lock your legs onto the sides definitely that way like it's not just on You don't fall off the seat. But there was definitely a moment where somebody else grabbed me because they were falling. I'm like, get off of me. This is your own journey. 
so yeah like the girls next to me kept complaining that i was like in the middle like fucking with them but i looked to my right and like it was so it was after mia fell so like the boat slowed down to go around and pick her up but then the boat like sped up and we're not everybody was caught off guard because they thought the guy was gonna slow down to pick up mia but no he goes and then sam like loses control and like she slowly like slips off body part by body part and i'm just like watching to my (laughs) right and i'm like no but i was like you know when you're just like frozen yeah you're you're like speaking of like being a bystander to catastrophe in one instance where i was not frozen we were in haifa right oh crazy crazy shit and so like it's funny because like with sam falling next to me i just watched but in this (laughs) in this case we're we're at an ice cream shop you and i are just having a nice conversation like most of the groups around there and then basically i just hear like a big bonk and i look like uh, up and there's just like this woman who just like fell face first and I thought, like, it was an old lady who just, like, fell over And he immediately gets up, rushes Cause, over. No, because at first I'm, conf- I'm like, looking for a few seconds. I'm like, oh, that looks bad. And then the guy's, like, there's, like, a guy next to her, like, waving, waving me over. So I'm like, okay, like, I guess I'll go. And I thought it was just, like, a lady that, like, we'd pick up and, like, check to see if she's okay. But then, like, we turn her over and she's just, like, seizing. Like, there's, like, foam in her mouth. And, like, and, like her chin is cut open, from, right? From her fall. And I was like, I'd never dealt with a seizure before. But Brayden was with me, too. And, like, you know, so, like, we, and, like, the guy was, like, we flipped her on, like, her side. And, like, you put something in their mouth to, like, open it up. Mm. And you just kind of wait until, like she chills out yeah it was crazy and, you like, let was her lay down. and it was just crazy i never done something like that so and then was I, I was pretty freaked out and yoni had like blood on him and i asked him are you okay and he's like yeah i'm good yeah like i don't know i like blood's blood yeah. you could be a doctor and sam she also helped out she gave her uh backpack. the woman her backpack to put like under her head also and it was full blood. of blood and like she had to put in a trash bag and yeah, i don't crazy. know what she did did she get a clean i don't know um but that was very nice to sam so Shout out Go, to Brandon and Sam. Going back to the banana boat, I think the reason I didn't want to fall was because we were... It wasn't on the Sea of Galilee. No, it was in the uh, Red Sea. Yeah, the Red That's Sea. Right. And the Red Sea is salty. Like, it is not... I personally hate salt water like that. But like, all oceans are. Uh, tis truth. <laughs> I know, but, like, that's why... Yeah. I, the only other time I went banana boating, it was just not salt water. Oh, uh, okay. And so it was really yeah, yeah, pleasant. Better. Um, I don't know how I didn't fall, but yeah. Right, so just the fact that, like, so the water would get in your eyes and kind of sting and, like, burn, and I was like, I'm not fucking going in there. I'm shit. not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. And I, I didn't. It was good. Neither did Yoni. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just, ugh, great memories. If you're Jewish, living in Denver, and you're younger than us, um, I we highly recommend uh, going on IST. And if you're a Jew just in the country, do Birthright, which is a oh free God, trip yes. for two weeks, not as long as IST, but it's free. It's literally made for Jews to procreate. That as well. And it's because they just want a lot of Jews to come to Israel and love Israel. I love Israel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing is Zach uh, got bar mitzvah at the wall. It was pretty that sick. was crazy. So he really went from lowest, from his lowest to his highest. I know. So He's I a man think, now. I, thought, I think it was great. I'm just so happy for everyone whose first time it was. Like, I feel like they all really enjoyed themselves. And I thought it was, what was cool is you've been to Israel like over seven times. Right? Yeah, but it was one of my, it was right. like the best yeah, I've ever had That's what Israel, you said because by far. We, we did this like final circle thing at the end where everyone like kind of shared something. Yeah. And you only talked about, I've been here so many times, but I've done so many new things. And it was the first time you came without your family and like got to just experience it. It was so great. My, like, no offense to my family. Love you, Imaba, Zoeella, but like you guys are pain in the ass sometimes, you know? So, yeah. so <laughs> Yoni enjoyed having the only pain in the ass be people who pour hot water on. Exactly. So uh, that I'll take that, you know? In comparison, it's not nearly it's, as bad. In as comparison, it's nothing. So yeah, man, I just loved going with like my friends and making new friends. It's just such a, it's such a blast. It's like summer camp, but better. Cause you're in like a dope country, like, and it's like the Jewish, it's the Jewish state. So 
And like something I forgot to mention in closing circle that I really want to touch on. So for anybody on the trip listening, the fact that we were able to be in Israel, like the fact that the trip happened is a miracle. It's a blessing. Like Ethan talked it, a bit about that. Too. It got canceled, obviously, going going into senior year, and then it got delayed, and then it got canceled again. And everyone's like, okay, we're not going. Yeah, we're not going. And like, imagine that. Like, imagine that reality that played out. Like, we wouldn't have, like, we obviously would have been sad that we missed out on it, but we wouldn't know how much we missed out on it because it didn't happen. But now that it happened, like, so true. Yeah, so I'm thankful. so glad that we were able Isn't to. Isn't it get. crazy? Like, and, and obviously not. We didn't get to do everything. And like it was something. a little ballsy too because the trip's not cheap. And like, oh, yeah. you were able to get travel insurance, which would have given you seventy five percent back, but it's still only seventy five percent. So when when they uncancelled it, signing up was risky. And you know, yeah, I'm it, so like, glad we no, sent like, it. Um, before they canceled it, like this summer, like there was still like a, a good amount of people had dropped out from the summer before, but there was probably I would say like. Over 40, like maybe like 50 kids who were still planning on going on the trip before they canceled it. And then when they canceled it and then uncanceled it, more even more kids dropped out. I'm so so glad it became even more of the elites, like the alpha dogs, you know, the ones who were the real ones. Definitely did. So <laughs> it was crazy, yeah. You know what I think now is a great time for? I think we should do Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore, but instead of favorite moments, we could also do that. But I say we do Mount Rushmore of top four most significant moments for you. I like that. And I think it's different because I think we did like top four places we've been in, but I want to do like Meaningful. moments of the trip. Just like, even just like if it's a funny thing between like right. group people on the trip. Oh, there's a lot. I don't know. I would say, um, I got to go with this first one. Cause I just, it was the very first night of the trip. We're in quarantine, right? You think there'd be nothing eventful that comes from it, but we're at the, the, we call it the Cesar. Talking about the elevator. Well, that was funny too, but I'm thinking of something else just okay. in our, in my room, but that, uh, fun fun trip fun trip but uh, we're at this the caesar hotel we called it the cesar it was fucking dog shit it was like the only hotel we stayed at but it was like worse than some of the kibbutzes um so it's like pretty shy like it's in like the middle of like a fucking alley whatever and so it's like our first night there like we get to our rooms we have to quarantine and like we're all like tired of shit like need to take fat dumps and so like we go to take a dump and like our toilet like oh just doesn't God. flush how is this a top four moment this because, is terrible no but it's just so funny so our toilet doesn't flush and like we tell like jillian like the staff like hey like you gotta tell somebody and like the plumber doesn't come for two hours so like me and jacob well mainly jacob takes it into his own hands and is like we're gonna get the toilet to flush so we like undoes the toilet top and like we learn how to and like we like figure out how to manually flush it and so we flushed it once but then we couldn't flush it again because it ran out of water because it ran out of water so we had to take a like a bucket like the trash bucket fill it up with water in the shower pour it in the top of the toilet and then fill it up enough to them where we could flush so we were able to manually flush our toilet at the cesar without the plumber and then he finally came and fixed it but it was just hilarious how we got that to work. You no, know, I'm not gonna. And I recorded the whole thing. It was great. I'm not gonna put this in my top four moments, but your situation actually sounds quite pleasant to our situation. Because one of you guys already took a dump, right? Well, what happened was <laughs> we get into the room. Someone immediately poops, and then as that's happening, we hear someone from your room yell, "The toilet it doesn't, doesn't flush. flush." So, Zach, it was Zach, tries to flush. And he goes, "Uh oh." And unlike you guys, you guys, the issue was there was no water, so, right? Yeah. For us, even the manual flush didn't work. <laughs> and we were quarantined for a while, okay? So between that, I also really had to poop, so I pooped too. In the social pile. No poop. way. You pooped on top of Zach's poop? It gets worse. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. Plumber, this is barbaric. This the, is worse than the hypothetical the plumber, of, like, eating while pooping. The plumber comes in, I think, after fixing yours. Yeah. And I, he's like... 
Okay, it fixed. The leaves was not fixed at all. Because ours was a lot more difficult than yours. And then our other roommate had to poop. So he pooped. <laughs> Three shits of stuff. And I do believe it wasn't me, but someone pooped twice in there. So there was four total shits. Like, not like normal shits like wet shits in that toilet piled high i feel like by the fourth poop like you could like i bet like the poop no it was mound was, was close it was, to the it was close a, to the balls it was hanging. a deep toilet luckily but uh that would be so funny was, if you just felt it it grazed it stinky stinky toilet and, imagine it just tickled your taint and all of us go to bed and we wake up in the morning and we're like wow it, it smells so you went through a whole night with that. A whole night. You like unfixed the next. They didn't fix it. The next morning, I I had COVID nineteen a few months ago. We have a COVID nineteen episode. You can go back and watch it. Yeah. But I like still to this day have a like reduced sense of smell. Even I was like, oh my you god. Still... So <laughs> that must have been so bad plumber, for like Ethan. <laughs> so the plumber comes back the next day, and and we call the front desk as soon as we wake up, and they're like, yeah, they'll be there at 7. We call back at 7. They'll be there at 8. We call back at 8. They'll be there at 9. <laughs> so this guy finally shows up at 9, okay? Our room is, our window's open. Like, we need it open. It's not good. Plumber comes back, and I feel bad for this man, because even though he didn't fix it yesterday, like, it smells like death in that bathroom. <laughs> you gotta go in there. <laughs> gotta give him a mask or something, and bro. This man... And I felt even worse because me, Zach, and Ethan, our other roommate, were just working out in the room because Zach had, like, extension cables and, like, half the time. I worked out less as the trip progressed. I was, like, still in my creatine phase. I was like, I need to get my pumping while I can. And this man just comes in, sees three kids shirtless working out, and he has to go in there. And this man spends at least 30 minutes fixing no. it. He had to bring an entire new tank. And a whole new top tank. Oh, my because God. Because it was, like, broken, broken. So, finally... Like, he, when he left, the room was soaking wet. And I think he, like, intentionally just opened the shower and soaked the floor because he was so pissed. Like, <laughs> Or maybe just, like, taking out the, like, the, the toilet top, there's water in it. Yeah, maybe it's that, too. Spilled. Like, he was not happy at all. Like, he didn't, he didn't say it's done. When he was done, he just walked out, like, shaking his head. Like That's fair. But for what it's worth, should have fixed it the night before. <laughs> so <laughs> He did play himself. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was... How is that not a top four mode? Because it was brutal, man. I chose to, like... <laughs> Looking back, it's fucking fun. I know. I, like, I, choose, I chose to kind of ignore the whole situation, but, yeah. like, it definitely happened. Yeah. All right. You can go. Oh, wow. Um, first. I'd put my first thing. It wasn't, like, one specific moment, but for, like, a good week, Hansi and I... Kid and Ned on the trip. He's on the podcast last episode, Yeah, Man- Hansi and Manny are, like, lovers now. We, we started playing... Game, like uh mobile games of like yeah, strategy all the fucking time. It, was, it was fun i always beat him which was great shout out hansi for sucking at board games shout out for shout out to hansi for continued continuing to play i know man yeah. at some point he was like i'm done yeah and then great. like two weeks later he's like let's try it again smacked him he goes okay i'm done you know <laughs> what was the game you guys played because it's it didn't called look empires like risk. Oh, it was okay. like off-brand um, off-brand risk but in my opinion more fun okay interesting all right that is that it just play mobile games with hans yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was a good, good memory. Oh, and also our handshake. We made a handshake. It was great. Oh, nice. Oh, for me, uh, double pumping. Just the entire trip. Like, uh, if we did so, I'd be like, did somebody say, like, in the Negev? And then you would go. Double pump. 
If any of you have seen the Keen Peel skit sketch oh, of the yeah. football player who like yeah. would score a touchdown and started pumping, that's, and then that's like where it was like one from. more pump. It was a penalty. But I just always did strictly two pumps, so They're very respectful. Um, so yeah, I got it. Like Loki, Aiden started it, and I just I don't know. This you took it. Remind me of the the good times of the trip. Definitely for show. For show, for show. Um, hmm, that was a good moment. I'd say another tall moment for me was um, when I when we first went to the Western Wall. I opened up a letter my dad gave me, just super oh, impactful. Fucking essay, bro. Yeah, it was like very long. Awesome. I was reading it for like maybe close to ten minutes, but also I was taking my time and I was like crying. It was very emotional. And, like also just like reading it at the wall where like I had never been in Israel and I was like, oh my god, three thousand years ago. Jews, I'm a fucking Jew, there's so little of us, Jews built this bitch, so it was just super impactful, and then after I read it, I took a picture of it, and I put it in the wall, because I wanted, like, I just, like, wanted it there, so, that was super meaningful, and felt really good, get a good, like, the weird thing is, a lot of times you cry, at least for me, some people don't, but, like, when I cry, I know why I'm crying, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm crying because this was sad, or, like, because of this, and I didn't, I couldn't really put my finger on it, at the wall, there was just something like it just overtook me, overpowered me. For Pause, sure. but you know what I mean. So, yeah, hey, if anybody's gonna overpower you, it better be the Western Wall. Very true. Anyways, that reminds me now of a more serious one. One, uh, because I was thinking of like funny moments, we had so many, there's so many things to do, like camel riding or etc. Aqua calf, that was fun. But, uh, for me, it was towards the end of the trip going to Har Herzl, which I've been to several times. Um, with my family and my dad, that was very, that was definitely the most emotional moment of the trip for me. Going, it's based. So if you guys don't know what Har Hotel is, it's basically um, it's not it's not a cemetery. I mean, it, it is a cemetery, but it's um basically it's a cemetery for is Israeli political leaders and like um, army people who die, like IDF soldiers who died during their service. And they can they can be buried wherever they want, but a lot of them choose to like they're more than welcome to be buried at Har Herzl because they're like heroes, you know. They gave their life for the state of Israel, and also obviously Herzl because the place is named after him because Herzl wanted to be like he died before the state of Israel came to be, but he said like if it's gonna happen, like move me there, you know, put my body back, <laughs> put my body in Israel. So they moved his, so he has got this whole big grave to himself and that's who the mountain's named after. And then they're like, oh, we don't want it to stand alone. Let's have it be for like IDF soldiers and political leaders. So for me, it's just very emotional. I come there, I'll, I go there with my family and it's just, for me, it's very emotional because my dad served in the army. He has friends who, who've died and um, like, it was crazy because there's so many graves, right? Like it's sad, but like there's so many. And um I asked my dad, like, do you know anybody, anybody buried at Har Herzl specifically? Because not everybody is that he knows of. Um, and he's like, yeah, I have, like, a really good friend whose brother is buried there. His name's Ariel. Um, and I was like, oh, like, I'll try to find it. Did and you? and I, I literally stumbled upon it. And my dad, like, when he asked me, like, how I found it, he thought I, like, looked it up. Like, there's some computer system. Like, I literally just found it as, like, wow. like I was just trailing behind the group. Right? So, like, we could have gone a different direction and not seen it. But I found his grave and, like, I put a stone on it and... You know, and um, I sent a picture to Abba and my dad, and he told his good friend, and then he texted me on WhatsApp, like, yo, like, thank you so much for doing this. It means That's a crazy. lot. And it was very powerful that, one, I was able to find the grave and afterwards, but it was just, it was, it was a lot. And just like, you know, we went to like the lone soldier who we watched that documentary about. I missed that because I was with family, but 
You know, it was like a I, little propaganda y, but I liked it. The documentary? Yeah. Really? Oh, well, I'm interested. I kind of want to see it. It was good about, like, the soldier, but yeah. they basically were like, there's a land where it, it, the sun, it's always drenched in sunlight or something like that. I'm like, come on, guys. It's about the soldier. Yeah. So this is very emotional, like, seeing all these guys. And, like, the, what really got me, too, is there's a lot of lot of um, soldiers who were buried there with, like, the names Yonatan and my dad, Yossi. You know, it's because like in America, like Yoni, Yonatan, very uncommon name, very rare. But in Israel, like it's so common that like there's like ton, there's dozens of soldiers buried there. And that brings me to Yoni Netanyahu, famous soldier. If you don't know who he is, look him up. And, you know, he's obviously I have his his same name. And it's crazy because he like he's a very impactful figure in Israeli history. He was a big guy in the army. And like, obviously, he was like now he's like known historically. His brother became prime minister. But like his grave was like everyone else's. And that's so impactful, I think. And we also saw Ellie Cohen's grave, who he shout just had. He just yeah. Shout out the spy. Check it out on Netflix. Great show with Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, he was a spy for the Mossad. Got hung in Syria eventually, but he did some great work. He had like for him, it was just a stone because they didn't find his body. So there's like a place for like people who they couldn't find their bodies for, which is also really Actually, tough. Syria, but it was like, crazy. Totally still has it. They just won't give it back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is the that is the deal. Um, but yeah, just seeing like all like these like famous people like Ellie Cohen, Yoni Netanyahu was also really cool and impactful. But yeah, yeah, it was just very emotional for me. Like I usually don't cry, but that you know I hit different. Like I didn't cry at Yad Vashem. It was just I don't know. It was just different. I think it's just because it was very close to home for me. Yeah, I had a few big takeaways from it. Like um, there are different sections, kind of based off of because they add sections because Israel's in so many wars. They have to like add them when new wars occur. And they have a lot of different monuments, like for right. like the terrorist victims and for like the Ethiopians who couldn't get to Israel when they tried to. Right. So, so it's it's a lot. But the 1948 section, so like that was like the War of Independence, mm-hmm. basically. There were like graves of 16 year olds, 15 year olds, even 17 year olds. It was a 12 year old when there was a 12 year old because when that war happened. No, it was either we won or we were thrown out to the sea. And that's why any, like, able-bodied person, you know, even though they all literally, a lot of them literally had just come from the Holocaust, they fought. And it was just crazy seeing those. And, like, another thing that was just crazy, and I kind of talked about this the final night, was visiting that and also Yad Vashem the day before, which is, like, a hol- the Holocaust Museum in Israel. It's, like, the Holocaust Museum besides, like, actual concentration camps. Um... It made me realize how how like much sacrifice took place for us to be able to go on a trip where we could fuck around and like have a good time. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of my main takeaway. And I read one really powerful quote on a tombstone oh, that yeah. said, "What was it? I was um, gonna ask you. Live for yourself, and you live in vain. Live for others, and you will live again." Uh, yeah, I remember you said that in like closing circle. That was Jake. Jake said, said that, that and he said, "I was like, uh, I was gonna ask you because I forgot that one." Yeah, but I really like that quote. That's cool. Anyways, do third, <laughs> dude. Um, I'd have to say shawarma. I fucking <laughs> love shawarma, guys. I do. I do. Man, I would love that shit. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna find a shawarma place here. It's not gonna be as good. I know they. Yeah, there's not really. Can I get it at Garbanzo's? Maybe falafel. Uh, Garbanzo might have it. They might. I need shawarma. I need like a week to recover from Israeli food, and then I'm getting shawarma. Swear to God. Yeah, we had a lot of different types of shawarma. Is just so like the best shawarma in my opinion is like pork, but you can't have that in Israel because it's all kosher. You've never tried it, have you? I have had like 
Well, I have had like pork on a stick, so I think maybe shawarma wouldn't be considered that. Yeah. It's made the same way. But shawarma is just this amazing meat that's like on a stick. It's like, shredded off. It's shredded off. And, and like they, like the, you eat it with pita and hummus and like spicy sauce. It's really solid, yeah. It's a bussin' bussin'. It's bussin'. Respectfully. It is bussin'. Yoni, for you, number four. Oh, man. I don't know. That's tough. I enjoy a lot of different things. Getting this necklace, actually, maybe I'll say. I don't know. It's a, It's really, I like, I can't pick top four, honestly, to be honest. Like, maybe top ten I could do. Yeah, but these are just four good moments. Yeah, but getting this necklace, it says Ein Li Eretz on it in Hebrew. It means I have no other land. I thought it was just such a dope-ass necklace I found. But uh, this chain, by the way, has been fucking rusting, bro. I got to get a new chain. It's like red. Mm. Yeah. Did and you then, take it into the sea? Uh, I don't think I did. I, I think it's only been in like regular water. That's weird. Right? It's fucking bullshit. But at least the pendant yeah. isn't. And also, in Sfat, I got my sister a high um, bracelet, which is really cool. And I forgot to mention this when you're talking about the Bedouin woman. I told, I said I bought some things from her, and I bought, like, this camel thing. But I bought it because I was like, you know, you like... You bought a camel? <laughs> I wish. I bought, like, a camel uh, chain, uh, keychain oh, okay. thing. And I was like, this is for my sister because, like, she's a big feminist. So I was like, so I told her the story about the Bedouin woman. And she's like, that's sick. That is, that's a great gift. So. Look at you. High five. I fight for feminism. We believe in female equality here on the yeah. Very Nice Podcast. Uh, yes, 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 we do. All right. For my fourth... Despite Borat's past uh, sayings. <laughs> no, but Borat redeemed himself. He really did. Borat did really uh, full 180. I think it's fitting. Just like us. We were definitely little shits in middle school. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyways, <laughs> my fourth would probably be... I was, like, super tired for this, but when we were in SWAT... We heard from this guy named David Friedman. Oh, yeah, the and Kabbalah guy. So, And he basically studies Kabbalah, which is basically like the mystical side of Judaism. And this man, like, does painting, definitely did, a, like, does a lot of psychedelics. Oh, like, he was like, yeah, I do acid. Like, he connects, like, <laughs> letters, Hebrew letters to, like, shapes to numbers and, like... To meaning, to it, life. I can't even explain it, but I fucking loved it, okay? We were, the, like, throughout, like, probably, like, at least, like, 30 times throughout the presentation, Dude. we were like, whoa! Yeah, literally, like, everyone goes, like, oh! Or, like, like, when he, when he was explaining his... And everyone's like, oh! Like, definitely at least 30 times. Yeah, when this, he was explaining his art pieces. Yeah, guy's crazy. So that, I would say, was cool. And, you know, to many more moments that you listeners will not know, but we did get to experience. Yeah. It was a great trip. I also like doing the water tunnels. That was fun. We mm-hmm. went through a lot of tunnels, just in general. Oh, digging for a day, I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I might put that in my top Wait, four. Wait, was it you and me who went ham on Yeah, that? and Robbie. Dude, we found so many fucking artifacts. So we went, like, it was, like, kind of in the middle of nowhere. But these are, like, real artifacts of, like, wh- whoever the fuck lived there. And yeah. we found, like, a whole ass, like, vase, like, handle and, like, other shit. It's truth. We found a lot of shit. It was pretty sick. And, uh, I mean, yeah, guys, I guess that's Israel for you. Sorry we didn't, uh have more guests but we'll definitely have on some ISC people because they have their own experiences and just talk about whatever but uh totally we love you danny we'll have you on at some point and ayala i'd love to have ayala on a podcast that'd be great we'll go back to israel just to film a podcast with all the israeli staff members everyone uh thank you for if you're still listening thank you for tuning in we appreciate your support we really do and uh make sure to follow us on instagram you can look at some cool israeli photos you might post a few more if you're interested 
uh, at Very Nice Podcast. We're also on TikTok. I'll be posting there again because I haven't posted in a minute. And, you know, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces. And uh, we're glad to be back, guys. Um, And we'll see you guys all next week. And bye-bye. Peace.